Welcome to Brad Nichols Podcast. I'm back. It's been a fucking while. It has been. It's been a fucking while. I went on Asia Trip 7, and the episode you heard when I was on Asia. 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 Fucking speak properly. I'm a podcasting person right now, okay? This is what we do. And one of the things we do, we podcast, and this is what we're doing right now. Asia Trip 7. I went on Asia Trip 7, and the episodes you heard during Asia Trip 7, they were. Uh, recorded before, weren't they? And they came out, and there they were. And I haven't actually sat down and made a podcast in a while. I did do something in Oman, in Muscat. I did something to camera. There was like a two camera podcast episode experimenting. And I might put that out at some point. But here we are. It's a new year. It's 2024. And there's something wrong with the microphone. It's. Something's happened. I can see on the screen something's happened. And this recording that I'm currently doing is going to be... It's going to have something significantly wrong with it. Alright? Because I can tell by looking at the screen there's something is fucking happened to the microphone. Alright? Something's fucking happened to the microphone. It has. So I'm going to have to stop. And I'm going to have to fucking figure that shit out. And then uh, turn it back on and do it. Not do it again. I'll probably keep this part. But uh, yeah. Something's going on. Something is happening. I keep sneezing as well this morning. Uh, Not really. That's a lie. It's a fucking lie. I sneezed a few times before. I sneezed a few times before I started this. And when I sneezed, I sneezed after. What do I say? What do I say after I sneeze? First of all, usually, not these times this morning, but. When I sneeze, usually I say Jews. 
I sneeze and juice comes out of my mouth. It just happens naturally. I sneeze and I say juice. That's the sound of the sneeze. But this morning, and sometimes, you know, I sneeze. And then after I sneeze, I say Jesus. Or I say Jesus Christ. And then I pause and I say my son. I say my son's name. After I sneeze. Alright, let's fucking... What's happened to this microphone? Everything's set up properly. And yet, something's going on. Alright, I know what was wrong. There was something wrong. And I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed it in like fucking under five seconds. I fixed this issue. And now there's another issue though. Alright, all the issues should be fixed. There should be no fucking issues anymore. If there's an issue, then you take it to fucking... Take it to Germany. Take it to some small town in Germany. Find a guy called Frinkle. Do what you do. Do what you do. This year, it's going to be like this. This is what's going to happen with Brad Nichols' podcast this year. We're going to have an episode at the end of every month. The last day of every month, there's going to be an episode. They're going to be longer episodes than, you know, usually, most of the time, on Brad Nichols' podcast, they're around 30 minutes. Now, sometimes they're not, sometimes they're longer. But these episodes, they're going to be fucking, they're going to be monthly specials, is what they're going to be. I have to do Brad Nichols' podcast the way I want to do Brad Nichols' podcast. And this is how I want to do Brad Nichols' podcast now. I don't want to do it every week, twice a week, like I did last year. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do it how I did it in the previous years. You know, I did it differently in the previous years. Each year it's different. It has to be. It fucking has to be, man. It has to be what I want it to be. And this year, I want to do one a month. I want to do a long one every month. And I also want to go back and I want to make new versions of old episodes. Because I love doing that. I want to do it more. I really do view everything I do uh, creatively as art. Alright, I'm not a fucking creator, okay? In terms of this modern day usage of that word. Fucking content creator fucking can. I'm not this kind of fucking person. That's why I, I don't put a lot of stock in algorithms. I don't give a fuck really about how many people view my work. It's for me, you know. It really is for me. It's for me. It is. It's for me. It's for me. It is. I have to do it always the way I want to do it. And this is the way I want to do it this year. I want to fucking... This is Brad Nichols' podcast this year. One a month, at the end of the month, last day of the month, and I'm going to record it before, and I'm going to work on it, and put it out there. And I'm also going to go back, and I'm going to do more in terms of creating new versions of old episodes. That's what I love to do as well. I've been doing that for a while now, where I go back, I go back, and I I pick out episodes, and I keep, like, the... A legitimate version of an episode is the one I put out in the first place, you know. That's a legitimate version. It, it is. I'm not replacing that version. But what I'm doing is I'm taking it and I'm making something new from it. New decisions, new choices in the editing. And then that also becomes a legitimate version. And in terms of what is actually out there in the world, it could be any one of these versions. It could be the original one, the first one. 
or it could be a new version. You know, it's all mixed up. It is. And that's the way it has to be. It has to be. It's fucking expansive mix. So we got a lot to fucking talk about. I'm going to talk to you about Asia Trip 7. I went on Asia Trip 7. Asia Trip 7, the seventh time I've been in Asia, and it was a great trip. It was, uh, there's so much to talk about, man. Fucking, it's such a, like me sitting here right now, it's such a fucking blur as well. Because it wasn't like, oh, I'm in Asia. It wasn't that kind of thing. It was like, it started in Romania, baby. Asia Trip 7 started in Europe. And it went through Turkey, Georgia, Armenia, UAE, the United Arab Emirates. It went through Oman, Malaysia again. We did go back to Malaysia again this year. Um... We started the year in Vietnam, and then we went back to Malaysia, because uh, we'd already been to Malaysia on an Asia trip. Uh, yeah, so I went to Malaysia again. I went to fucking Borneo. I went to East Malaysia. Went to Sarawak. Uh, and then I went to Brunei. Went to Sabah as well. And then Philippines. And then Singapore. And then back to England. It was a fucking... Just a, a... It was a fucking cut. Into this planet. It was my fucking sword. Slicing. Slashing. Across the planet. One of my favourite trips I've done. Looking back on it. But it's hard to look back on things so close to them. You know. Because the memories... Haven't... You know. Truly formed yet. I feel... It's still, it's just fucking last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. You know, it was a couple weeks ago. It's the 25th now. I got back. Um, I got back on the, the 17th, 18th. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's very close. And the memories haven't really kind of formed in there. And I'm still, I still have the consequences of my actions <laughs> of this trip that are with me now, you know. I still have the the skin that is healing. I still have the women that I am I am speaking to. Some of them, you know, cool women. One woman, you know, it's it's maybe perhaps you know turning into something. Yeah, but I just if I can, oh man, what a trip. I'm the greatest traveler there's ever been. I am. I'm the greatest podcaster there's ever been. I'm the greatest fucking... I'm so. I'm great at everything, man. I really am. Really am. I'm the greatest wrestler there's ever been as well. I've never wrestled before, but I'm the greatest wrestler there's ever been. And I have wrestled before. I've wrestled... I've wrestled... <laughs> I've wrestled people... In the fucking... On the fucking green. I've wrestled pillows. In the living room. Lots of times. Done these things lots of times. You know, I've been a champion. A true champion. Before. And I'm the greatest there's ever been. 
All these people talking about Nikki Haley and how she should drop out because she went third, she got third in Iowa, and she got second in New Hampshire. They don't know what they're talking about. They keep talking about, oh, she's going to go to fucking her own state and she's going to lose. And it's going to be humiliation and Trump's already got this thing done. (laughs) Fucking you people. Like these people, they're not very intelligent. They really aren't. They don't have... How do these people become political analysts? It's just fucking... They're so dense. All they can see... It's like the first fucking thing in front of them. This is why most of them, not all of them, there are a few exceptions, and there are a few exceptions now on this, but most of them, really, it's just like, they didn't see fucking Trump coming, and how, yeah, and then here we are. He's been president. He tried to steal an election, and now here we are again where he might actually fucking win again legitimately. These fucking political analysts, man, they're so stupid. They really are. Nikki Haley actually is in a great position for something to happen to Nikki Haley, okay? As long as she stays in there and does a respectable, you know, thing, respectable numbers, as long as she's within... Not spitting distance, but fucking like, you know, American football with a great arm distance of Donald Trump. Then things can change around. Things can happen. They always do in American politics. And there is a long gap between New Hampshire, which is already gone now, and South Carolina, her state. Okay, and she's, yeah, in the polls, she's down bad to Donald Trump and she's losing to Donald Trump in the state that she was a governor of, but it's a month away, and a month in American politics is a long fucking time, anything can happen, we got these court cases coming up, we could have more court cases coming up, the Supreme Court saying if Donald Trump is a legitimate individual to be running and serving as President of the United States again, okay, we got that coming up, Nikki Haley, all she has to do is not drop out like the Vivek person did. And uh, the fucking... What's his... I know his name, Ron DeSantis. But still, I just don't want to call him Ron DeSantis. But I don't want to also use Trump's name for him. He's just not worthy of a name, really, is he? He's not worthy of being a human being. He should be a slug somewhere. He would suit being a slug somewhere. These people, they dropped out, along with the rest of the... They all went, and they all pretty much knew they were going to go. But with Nikki Haley, she stayed in there. And she's not doing terrible numbers. I mean, around 55-45 it was. She lost by 10 points to Donald Trump. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. Against, ooh, you know, Donald Trump and his, you know, fervent cult. It's alright. She's doing alright. And yes, she's down bad in her own home state in South Carolina. But anything could happen. The Supreme Court could say, yeah, he's not legitimate anymore. He can't run. And then he could cry about it. A lot of people could cry about it. But it could just be like, okay, now the country views that as a fact. And then Nikki Haley is fucking right in there. 
and she's viewed as the one that didn't give up. Because if these other fucks jump back in, like if Vivek jumps back in after endorsing Trump, and if uh, the slug jumps back in after endorsing Trump, it's like, no, you fucking, you fucking losers. You said all that bad shit, okay, about Trump. You were trying to fucking walk the line, uh, but then you went and you stuck his t- your tongues, you stuck your fucking tongues up Trump's ass. No, it's done. You're out. The only legitimate one left is Nikki Haley. And they, it's, it could happen before Trump chooses a vice president, you know. If Trump chooses a vice president and it's solidified, then it's possible that that individual then goes on to take it. But then it would be a fight between that individual and Nikki Haley. But if it happens before then, if something happens and Trump is just not going to be the fucking nominee, all right? There has to be civil war or there has to be an angered fucking I'm never going to accept this acceptance then it's going to be Nikki Haley okay Nikki Haley will be the nominee and she'll go up against President Biden or President Harris and there you go and she could win she could be president of the United States so these political analysts like they just see what's directly in front of them you know they don't think of all the shit that could be coming we can see them they're on the horizon they're driving towards us Okay, they're driving towards our time we live in now. And they could happen. And if they do, then Nikki Haley is greatly positioned to to go ahead and win the fucking thing. Win all of it. Win the country. Win the fucking world, pretty much. Win the leadership of the Freedom Club. She's She's in a great position to do that. So she's making the right choices. She could do it. And even if, you know, it's not like that, she's still setting herself up well for 2028. She's still setting herself up well. And although Trump does have a hold over a significant amount, and it is a majority of the Republican Party, he does have that hold over them. People leave cults all the time, baby. Cults disintegrate all the time. And this guy's heart is going to disintegrate at some point. He's a human fucking being, okay? And that heart has got a lot of cheese in it. It's got a fucking lot of processed cheese in it. And there's going to be a heart attack. There's going to be a stroke at some point. This dude is going to die. He's a human being, all right? And it's not going to fall to his son. It's not going to fall to his son. His son doesn't have what he has. It's not going to fall anywhere else except you know, be, be dead, it's going to be dead like the man himself, it all becomes open, it all becomes open, there's going, if, if he loses, then he does lose, I think, a, a significant percentage of, of the amount of people he holds now, I think that would break the spell, two losses, you can, you can, you can pretend like you got one election stolen from you, but two, Two more people start waking up. They will. 2028 is going to be a very different election than 2024. Trump, I don't think, lasts uh, to make an impact in 2028. There will be a point, maybe not 2028, maybe it will have to be 2032. But it will come to an end. It will come to an end. And I don't think there's anyone 
who like, okay, now I'm the next Trump. I don't think it, it goes like that. I think there's just another individual. You know, Trump was singular. He was Trump. Okay. He was his own person. He was his own thing. And uh, yeah. There, there is going to be a point where it's just not him anymore, man. It's just not this kind of thing anymore. And Nikki Haley, it could be Nikki Haley. If she stays in there and just doesn't crumble and jump up Trump's ass, then it could be her. And from what I've seen, she's not doing that. She's not crumbling and she's not jumping up Trump's ass. So if I was her, if I was in her position, uh, I wouldn't be because I would be, you know, the Trump figure in this scenario. But if I was you know, Nikki Haley, I'd fucking stay in. I'd stay in all the way. Stay into the convention. Get as many delegates as you can. Stay into the convention. Uh, Keep campaigning after it's over, no matter what happens. And fucking take it in 2028. You're sprightly enough. You're uh, evil enough, perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps. You could do it. I think Nikki Haley could do it. I think she could be president at some point she's deranged enough she's mentally ill enough she's uh fucking insane enough it seems it seems i hope she doesn't crumble i hope she doesn't you know prove that she isn't those things i i hope that she is those things and i can't i can sense that she is i sense that she is i have a new way of looking at wrestling and my and what wrestling is to me okay i have a new way of looking at it and wrestling, it feels like it's coming back, you know. It went away for a long time, but it's it's come back for me. And I think it's coming back for the entire world now as well. And lately, you know, we're doing BMPW. We are going to do BMPW. But also, I, I feel like I should just start buying different wrestling promotions. You know, I should buy this one over here, buy that one over there. I should just buy them all. And mix them together. Wouldn't it be fucking amazing. If. I bought all of these wrestling promotions. And bought them together. And kept like different elements of them. And just fucking. Really do it like expansive mixively. I do it that way. You know. I just buy them all. Buy a bunch of them. And mix them together. And then BNPW is is the umbrella baby it's the umbrella that they all are fucking under you know and that's a stupid <laughs> that's a stupid thing you know people use that like umbrella umbrella organization this thing because things come under it but an umbrella is to stop you from the rain or in a lot of places to stop you from the fucking sunshine destroying your skin a lot of places it's for the rain. A lot of other places it's for the for the sunshine. So now I've just decided I don't like that term umbrella. Like, you know, to use it for other things. I don't like that. But BMPW will be... It will be the holding company of all these promotions. And it will be the tippy top. That's the thing. You know, I gotta fucking replace the tippy top. I gotta destroy the tippy top and own the tippy top. Yeah. BMPW will be the streaming platform 
for all of the wrestling. All of the wrestling. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And BMPW, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Maybe not this year. Maybe not next year. But a year. <laughs> a year. It's coming. It's coming. And you're coming too. Yes, you are. You all know that I'm not a British person anymore. I don't consider myself a British person. I uh, there's too much there's too much too many things that I don't deep I deep I deeply don't agree with with this country, you know. It's just not my kind of country in a lot of ways. In some ways it is, but in a lot of ways, too many ways it isn't. Uh but I tell you this, I tell you this, man. I was on Asia Trip 7, the feeling. Yeah. British food is the greatest food in the world. And I, I've probably said it here before, right? I've already said it here before that. And I've probably gone on a rant about that before. But it is, man. And I wasn't, like, I would always have caveats, you know. I'd be like, hey, British food, like, greatest food, maybe. Up there with Japanese, Taiwanese, and you know, some others, but no. Like, it is number one. That's what I've decided now. It is fucking number one. Greatest food in the world. I would get out my phone and I would search for British food, for pictures of British food on my phone. When I was in, you know, these countries on this trip. I love it. It's it's objectively, and I can say that because, again... There's lots of things about this country I don't love, and I don't consider myself a British person. There are some things I love, but I don't consider myself a British person. This isn't coming from a, woo, you know, my country, I'm patriotic kind of thing. It's not. It's not that. This is objective, baby, and I've visited a lot of countries. I've tried a lot of food, a lot of cuisines, and all the major cuisines, okay? Nothing compares... The British cuisine. British dishes, British meals. And not just that, but the the convenience store food as well. And Britain doesn't really have convenience stores in the same way that other countries do. Well, they, they it does, but it's, it's in a different way. It's not really viewed as that way, you know? But, like, I mean, the fucking meal deals, baby. The actual convenience of food here. The frozen food. And all of the just all of the food, the food you get from the supermarket, the food you get from the takeaways, it's superior in a way in which the rest of the world, like, there's there's no competition for British food anymore. There really isn't. I used to think maybe Japanese food, maybe Taiwanese food, maybe some others, but, and I do love them. I love Japanese food. I love Taiwanese food. And, you know, those places you get, you go out, convenience store, 7-Eleven, Family Mart, fucking, you get in there sometimes, you know, you go to Lawson. They really do have it, fucking, and it's very nice. Very nice food choices. And they have lots of restaurants, and they're tasty. But Britain's at the top. Britain's at the top. And I told this to people on this trip. I met people on this trip, and I told than this on this trip. And these fucking cunts. These cunts. They try, you know, they destroyed any chance of a relationship with me, a friendship with me. 
after I said this, straight away after I said this. Because they were mocking it openly. They, they And they were saying, oh, I don't even know if you're being serious, you know, I just can't tell. And they were being serious in saying that. That they couldn't tell if I was joking or not. When I very, very seriously, very factually said from a part of my heart that is very deep and very true. All of my heart is very deep and very true, but this is... It's, it's, it's coming from a very true, very deep place inside me. It really is. And I tell them, and they're like, oh, no, it's disgusting. I know. I lived in London before. And Oh, fuck off. You don't know shit, bitch. You bitches, you don't know shit. You think that any food can compete with British food. It's just not true. It's just not true. It's the best food. It's delicious. Across the fucking board. Across the fucking board. All kinds, all types, all varieties. It's the best. 100%. And the world still has this stupid shit in their brain about how British food is disgusting. It's the worst food. You do not know what you are talking about. You just... And this was the same with the people I said, like, I told this to. They, They just go off what's, you know globally culturally in the fucking zeitgeist oh british food is shit i am a person that should say that because that's what other people say so i will say that and i will really but fuck off you don't know shit you really don't you really don't it's the best food it's the greatest food and on asia trip seven asia trip seven was when i truly decided that because i'm eating all the food from all these different countries and some of it's nice, a lot of it's nice in some places, but it just still doesn't compare to British food. And it's not because, oh, I, I you know, I'm, I was born in Britain and, and all this. No, it's not that. It really isn't that. It's objective. It's fucking objective. It really is. If I came from another country, if I came from Japan and Taiwan... And I visited Britain. I'd be like, you know what? Japanese food's great. I love it. Taiwanese food's great. I love it. But fucking British food is number one. It's top of the fucking mountain. It really is. It takes the fucking cake. It It is. It's champion. It's world champion. And people have to change. People... People have to change the shit in their brain. They've got to fucking remove it. They've got to get it out of there. And they've got to replace that fucking area. They've got to change it up. Put some fucking... Put a fucking... You know... Insert your favorite British food, Brad Nichols. Put it in there. That's what they got to do. But it seems like they're not doing this. This is one of the things I'll change. This is one of the things I'm going to change. I'm going to make sure that... By the time I'm not going to die, not going to die, but by the time I take a long rest when I'm, you know, I'm like, eh, well, I want a long rest. The first long rest that I take, that the whole fucking species has agreed that British food is the best. I've been having some strange dreams lately. They involve my son. Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. My son, Jesus Christ. I've been having these dreams, and they're more than dreams. They're not dreams. There are events that take place when my eyes are closed. And I am in bed. Asleep. Nominally. Because I'm not fucking asleep. These things are real. They're real experiences. There are events that happen to me in the dark. Jesus Christ. My son. He's been communicating with me. You know. He's on another planet now. I've, I've, I let you all know this. I did. I shared that information. And he knows I'm here. He knows I'm here on earth. And I've been going to lots of different, you know, churches. And I saw a lot of fucking crosses on this trip as well. Asia Trip 7. This last trip that I've just returned from. I saw a lot of crosses. Fucking Philippines in Cebu. I saw the Magellan's cross. You know, fucking saw little baby Jesus toys that are worshipped in Cebu, in the Philippines. I went to a lot of churches, cathedrals, like very special places uh, all across the world. These people celebrating the life, but also the death of my son. And they wouldn't say, oh, they're celebrating necessarily. They're celebrating it necessarily. They would say other things, you know, they're, they're putting it out there as a reminder of the sacrifice, the death of my son, dying for their sins, you know. But I've told them, and I keep telling them, this isn't the way it should be. It's emotional for me. And for Jesus Christ, my son, as well. To see that. And Kim Garam, my son. You know, to see her brother. You know, the the instrument of his death all over the place, everywhere. It's very emotional and sometimes distressing for all of us. Anyway, I've been having these dreams. And I think maybe it is connected to how many crosses I've been seeing. How many depictions of my son dead on the cross pictures these people got pictures not pictures paintings they got fucking statues they got all fucking stuffed animals all different kinds of things all different kinds of depictions of my son dying and maybe it's that and maybe my son is you know letting me know that He's doing all right, and he's okay, and he's fine. Because these dreams, they haven't been horrible. They're not nightmares. These have been happy dreams. I've been having happy dreams. Where my son communicates to me. He comes into my dreams. And he sits there. He sits there on the floor, (laughs) cross-legged. Cross-legged. Not cross-eyed, because I did have... An urge to say cross-eyed then, but no, cross-legged. He sits there cross-legged and completely clear-eyed, looking at me and talking to me. Okay, talking to me like a son that hasn't seen his father in a while. 
And he's telling me things. And the things, like, these are still dreams. They're not dreams, but they are dreams. They have the, they have the reality of dreams in which you fucking forget a lot of it after a while. So when I'm there, I'm having these great conversations with my son. And it's so fun. And I feel so much warmth and happiness and love. There's love in the room there, in my, in my being. And then I wake up and it's like, I have that feeling and that feeling is contained within me and I sustain it for a while. But now it's like, oh, fucking, it's four hours after I woke up, you know, it's around four hours later. And each day it's the same. You know, I, you forget them in the same way that you forget dreams. You remember the feeling, you remember flashes of it, but you don't remember all of it. You don't really remember uh, you know, the message is, is is very much opaque. It becomes more opaque as the hours, you know, they go on and the day the day continues. So now, but I just, I just want to say that. I want to put it out there that Jesus Christ, my son, is coming to me. In these dreams that aren't dreams, they're real. They're real events, but they are dreams in, in some way, you know. We need a new word for it. I'll, I'll make a new word for it. I'll make a new word for it right now. The clahoos. The clahoos. They are clahoos. That's what they are. And these clahoos, they're very special to me. And I get the sense that they're not going to last much longer as well. I get the sense that now that I am away from the crosses, I'm away from the churches, I'm away from the cathedrals, I'm away from these depictions of my son dying, that... You know, my boy Jesus, he's going to go back to experiencing life as the being he currently is on another planet. And this communication between us will go away. And I could go and see him, but, you know, I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to, all right? I'm here on this planet to experience my human life and... My son Jesus, he really shouldn't be doing this either. It's naughty. And if I wasn't, if I hadn't been distressed in this area of of my mind, of my heart, of 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 reality, then I would punish him. I would punish my son. I would, in a loving way, but I would still punish him. But the fact that I have been being distressed. There has been this. I've had a great. I had a great fucking time. Great time on Asia Trip Seven. But I did feel this compulsion to go to the churches, go see the crosses, go do these things. You know, on this trip, and on some of the other trips this year as well. Last year, last year, twenty twenty three. I felt this same thing. Um. Yeah. And it has, it's had an effect on me, it has. So, look, it's not strictly prohibited communication when we are living the lives of beings on planets throughout the all. It's not strictly prohibited. I don't strictly prohibit it, but... Yeah. It's still naughty, but at the same time, I have kind of, I've wanted it. Don't know if I, I need it. I don't need it. I don't fucking need it. 
But I, I want it. I do want it. I want it and I've got it. And it's been great and now it's going to go away and that's fine. That's the way it should be. I just got to stay away from the fucking crosses, the fucking churches, the fucking cathedrals, the fucking people who were super into, you know, believing this way. Like, they love my son. I love that. I love that they love my son. I love that. But I don't love how they go about it. It hurts. It hurts me. It hurts Jesus Christ, my son. And it hurts Kim Garam, my son. But at the same time, I, I love these people. I'll always love these people, and they are forever welcome. In my religion, Church of Brad, in my eternal kingdom, they can come, they can come, you know, and, and they can learn, and they can be... They can be converted. I convert them all the time. There's people being converted all around the world right now. Away from, you know, this Christianity and, and Catholicism and all these different sects. And really coming to the truth. The truth of how to celebrate the life of Jesus Christ. How to celebrate the life of Kim Garam. And of course, most importantly, how to celebrate the life of Brad. And they are welcome. They're always welcome. I'm a fucking dominatrix, and all your ships are mine, all your ships are mine, all your ships are mine, your fucking ship you're in is mine, I own your ships, I own your ship, and your ships, plural and non-plural, I own your fucking ships, I'm a fucking dominatrix of the ships, and of you, you fucking bitch, you fucking bitch, your ships are mine. Your ships are fucking mine. They're my ships. Not your ships. Get off my fucking ship. I read... I read all of the allegations against Vince McMahon, and... What a fucking story. This is a fucking very interesting story. If it's fake, if it's... A lady trying to get some money. Uh, well, she's already got the money. Uh, she had got the money, but apparently he stopped paying her. There was an NDA that she signed. And it came attached with some a nice amount of money to give to her to keep her mouth shut. If this is true, then it's a usual thing that's all i have to say it's a usual thing it seems like it seems like this happens all over the world all the time and this is another instance incidents instance of this okay this woman is very pretty she's pretty she's ne girl next door pretty she's walking down the street oh yeah i'd like to have a turkey sandwich with her she's pretty yeah, 
And there's only one photo of her on the internet. Only one photo of her. And it's a pretty photo, but it's like a fucking, hey, look, this is my friend I just met for coffee, haven't seen in a few years, kind of photo. She's very fucking American girl, pretty American girl. There you fucking go. Innocenty looking. That's what it seems. Uh, yeah, and he and a bunch of employees in WWE raped this bitch, abused this bitch, and they did rape her. If this is true, if the part of the, these allegations where they passed her around when she was saying no and stop it, you know, she was they've been raped. They were restraining her in the office and raping her. And she didn't want it, and she was making that clear, apparently, in these allegations. The, something that's be this is what the headline should be. The headline isn't this, but it should be this, <laughs> okay? Vince McMahon shit on her head during a threesome. He shit on her head, apparently. And the feces was still on her head and in her hair. And he forced her to continue... With the threesome. And to please his friend while he washed himself. And, you know, him after he washed himself while she was still fucking filthy. And he did very well. But he didn't do super well. I'm telling you, the best people, the best evil people are the evil people that never get caught. Or get caught after they die. Or... There's some stuff out there about them. There's some rumors. There's some hints at things. There's there's an air of, oh, this guy could be chopping up people. Oh, there's that kind of thing around them. You know, these kinds of stuffs. But, you know, it never really reaches details. And this, <laughs> this is fucking details, man. This is a lot of pages. It's 67 pages. I read 67 pages of it. And the allegations, if they are true, and if they're not true, they're very detailed. If they're not true, then it's a, it's a great work of fiction. It's an actually fucking real great work of fiction. But if they are true, then yeah. Then yeah. That's what it is. It's a fucking yeah type of situation if they are true well they could be true with uh, some embellishments some pumping up of certain situations maybe he didn't fucking shit on her maybe that was <laughs> something that was uh, added in but he, look this guy this fucking friendly gentleman is what he is. I think this friendly gentleman probably did shit on her. And it was all part of the storyline. It's a fun storyline. It's a fun storyline. And clearly, if he did this, and this was recent as well, this is 2019 to 2022, apparently. It's recent, okay. He must have been doing this the whole time. Okay, he must have been doing this the whole time. But he wasn't great enough to get away with it until he was fucking dead. It all came out. It all came out when he was 78. 
and it probably was involved in him selling the company. I don't think he sells the company unless you know he knows this stuff is going to come out eventually. There's too much, and he hasn't been doing a fucking great job at keeping it back. He's losing those abilities to fucking damn this, to damn all of this behind that dam, and it's going to come crashing through. He's kind of crashing through, and it's going to ruin him. So, yeah. It's, it's, read it. It's very fun. It's not fun. It is fun. Read it. It's a great story. It's, um, you can read it as fiction. It's a great story, or you can read it as truth, and it's a great story. (laughs) Also, he came in when her parents died. Her family died. She didn't have a job. She didn't have fucking anything really going for her. She was struggling financially. She was struggling financially. And of course, emotionally, she had just lost the close family members that she was taking care of. And they were gone. So he came in and he took a victim. That's what he did. And there's some, there is like something about her that looks like a victim. You can tell that she's vulnerable. You can tell that she's weak, and he did these things to her, most likely. I think it's most likely with this guy. I think this guy, and there's much more in the closet. A lot of stuff in the closet. A lot of skeletons. And he could become like a the new Harvey Weinstein figure. I think it could be at that level of like, you know, jerking off in plants, and then making women eat them, or, or whatever Harvey Weinstein did. Stuff like that. You know, it's probably at that level, because reading this, it seems at that level, it is at that level, and maybe even beyond that level as well. This guy was fucking raping, fucking raping, it seems, if this is true. And although it could be fiction, you know, it would take a great fiction writer to write this. This isn't, this isn't fucking uh, silly stuff. This isn't average this isn't chat GPT. This is special. If it's fiction. And I think it reads as true. It could be lies, but it reads as true. And I get the feeling that it is true. And look, fucking Vince McMahon fucking probably destroyed his legacy. It's all gone. He's now going to be like, it's possible he gets Chris Benoit. <laughs> it is. He. It's possible he gets like, they have to fucking... It will be very difficult to do this, but they have to, like, carve him out of the archives and just everything in the WWE. And, yeah, that'll be, a you know, a lot of fucking, a lot of stuff gone if that has to happen. And I don't think it would happen because it literally is just so much stuff that they have to rip out of the history. He entwined himself, you know. He really did. He slivered throughout the company he owned and uh, that's what he did with the talent as well and the people and the employees and the executives like he got them involved in his criminal activities it seems and uh, that's what you do if you want to protect yourself that's one of the things you do that is a strategy you can use yeah so that's Vince McMahon that's what he is, the new Harvey Weinstein, Steen, could be, it could go like that, uh, it's on the way to that, it's definitely on that road, uh, that's where it's going, yeah, uh.
And it's all about feeling, you know. That's what the law is about. The law is not about facts. It's about feelings. It's about my feelings. You know. So Vince McMahon is guilty. And he can go away. And he can be. He can go to prison. Fuck him. He can be the next Harvey Weinstein. Alright. That's who he is now. You want a story from this trip? Alright, I'll give you a story from this trip. Give you a fucking romance story from this trip. That's what I'll give you. I, I look, it was a long trip. It was across the world. I was focused on doing everything I needed to do for me and my special mission of visiting every country in the world. I got 20 new countries done last year. I did, and that's a great thing, and that's a special thing. I got up to my 58th country. I have visited 58 sovereign countries on this planet, man. That's a great thing. It is. And I was focused on that. And look, Philippines, it's got a reputation. <laughs> it's got a reputation. It does. And I wanted to enjoy and experience that reputation while I was in the Philippines. So I decided that for most of the trip, I was not going to get the phone applications out and use to sleep with women. I was going to keep them closed and I was going to focus on the work I had to do. I still had to do work as well, you know, my my own work, uh, different things that I had I'd set myself to do. Decided I was going to do on this trip, I was doing that as well. I was doing that and I had the trip itself to do, the, the, the travel, the travel, the travel. I had the video to make I had the story to write as I went. And I was doing these things. I decided, you know what? Philippines. We will leave all of the sex and all of the, the, the these things for the Philippines. Okay, we'll have our Philippines experience. I know Philippine women. Filipinos. <laughs> women. Filipinas. And look, they are great at sex. I had one... Filipina girlfriend, like a proto-girlfriend, I call them. I call these girlfriends that aren't really my girlfriends, but are my girlfriends. They think they're my girlfriends. That kind of thing. As proto-girlfriends. Proto-girlfriends. So I had a proto-girlfriend, Filipina, and she was older than me. Um, it was when I was in Singapore. And she was older than me, and she was all tattooed and shit, and she was hot. She was hot. And she fucked amazingly. And there is a reputation for Filipino women to fuck, amazingly. They do like sex, they do. And yeah, yeah, they like white guys and all that shit as well. And all that shit as well. So I was saving my dick for that. And focusing my mind and my body on what I needed to do until that point. Okay, because Philippines also was the last new country of the year. It was country 58. So it all worked out perfectly. So I got to the Philippines, I stayed in Manila, after after all this trip, I got to the Philippines, it was the last country, so after the trip, so the trip's going, so I get to the Philippines, the last country of the trip, the last new country of the trip, because I did go to Singapore afterwards, but Philippines, here I am, 58th country, and I get to Manila, and I fucking hate Manila, and I get sick, I get sick a few days in. 
because of the pollution. And I fuck there. I fuck a lot. The first few days, I mean, it's multiple women. It's multiple people coming up to my rooms, to my room, and I'm fucking them. That's what's going on. And then I get sick, and I don't feel like fucking anymore. I feel like staying inside and enjoying inside. So I would only go out like a few times a day, and usually one time a day to get food. And then come back and stay in the room, baby. So, But then, so I leave Manila eventually. I stayed a long time in Manila. Uh, and I leave Manila. And I go to a place called Taklaban. I get a Taklaban because I do want to see it. It was a it was a city that was destroyed completely around 10 years ago uh, by a typhoon. By the biggest typhoon. One of the biggest, if not the biggest typhoon in fucking history. Completely destroyed this city. And it was rebuilt over the last 10 years. So I wanted to see it. It's also kind of, it's also historical. Uh, it's where MacArthur came and set his boots down on the ground in Philippines to take back the Philippines from the Japanese. Uh, and I saw the MacArthur statues and different parts of the the beach. I went to the beach and saw where the Americans came back and, uh, you know, took over Philippines. Saw these things. So I wanted to go see that, and I did see these things. And I also had this girl that I was talking to online. Uh, and she met me at the airport. Very nice of her. She met me at the airport, and we went back to... Went, went into the city in the jeepney. And we stayed together the, the first day I got there. And another day as well. And we fucked. We did fuck. But I just didn't feel it. I just didn't want to meet her again. I wasn't feeling it that much. It was a it was a one-time thing. Sure. It was a go out and play around in, in the city. Sure. Fuck. Yeah, sure. But I, I didn't want to see her again. But it, it was kind of set up that, oh, we would see each other again uh, before I went. But uh, yeah. No. In person. Just wasn't feeling it. To the level of meeting someone again. That's the truth. That's the reality. There you go. You just have to accept it. And and then I had a lot of one-night stands. Had a lot of one-night stands. And one of the one-night stands in Tacloban was a Filipina that was uh, very hot. Fucking hot body, man. Really hot body. My kind of... I have lots of kinds of body eggs I like. You know, lots of types. But her body was just fucking... It was fucking... Yes! And she fucked so well. She. It was some of the best sex of my life. In one of the tightest pussies of my life. With one of the nicest aesthetically looking assholes that I've seen. One of the nicest asses I've ever seen, you know, just, just fucking <clears throat> all of it. And she's very pretty. She's pretty. And look, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Beautiful, but not in an obvious way. Not in a fucking, whoa, you know, straight away kind of way. In a, in a classy, elegant, intelligent kind of way. And uh, yeah, and we got along as well. We got along. And usually... In one night stands, I kick these bitches out. These bitches, they gotta fucking go. I gotta get them out. And they they do. They usually comply. Eventually, 
uh, all of them do, and they get out. But uh, yeah, I wanted her to stay. It was it was like I wanted her to stay, and we cuddled, we cuddled for a while, and she came back as well. I invited her back. I invited her, and she came the morning. I invited her again, and she came the morning that I left Taklapan. And we had great sex again. And then we went for KFC. We had some fucking KFC. And she bought my KFC for me. You know? I didn't I didn't want her to. I wouldn't have wanted her to, but she did. She just did it, you know? She bought me KFC. But I didn't know that. So, so I bought my own KFC as well. So I had two meals. And I ate them both, I did. Because I'm a fucking man. That's what fucking men do. We eat what's in front of us for the fucking energy. And we went to the airport together. She came to the airport with me. She was worried because I didn't have a lot of cash on me because the ATM wasn't working. I had enough cash, but she was she was being nice. She was being sweet. And she was nice and she was sweet. And we talked on the way to the airport in the jeepney. And then at the airport, we talked more. And then I went, you know, we she went away. I waved and she waved and we waved. And there you go. She goes back on the jeepney. I go into the airport. I get to Cebu. I like the look of Cebu at first. A lot of traffic. Oh, and then I fucking get to Cebu. I get to the the place the bus drops me off, right? And then I walk like a mile. It's a mile or something from the bus place in the dark to my hotel. And guess what happens? Guess what fucking happens? I fall in a storm drain and I cut my leg up. A dirty storm drain. I fall in it and I cut my leg up. Walking along the highway to my hotel. So that pisses me off. That motherfucking cunt pisses me off. And I I have a I have an annoying sexual encounter as well. Like she was hot, she was hot, but she was just annoying in her personality and I couldn't wait to get rid of her and I did get rid of her and I didn't like it I didn't like that it was annoying it was like a just a like a I, you, sometimes you meet these bitches where they're just they have a a bad personality you know it's just stinky it's a stinky personality I fucked her I did fuck her but I didn't I didn't want her around you know and I see a dead dog as well I see a dead a beautiful dead dog in Cebu as well it's just it wasn't Cebu wasn't the place for me this time around it it wasn't I didn't want it wasn't it wasn't the time for Cebu you know maybe in the future I'll I'll love Cebu but this time around it just it just fucking wasn't it man so after I get it's like the next day after I get there the next day I've fallen in the storm drain I've cut my legs I'm worrying about diseases. I'm concerned. I'm not worrying. I'm concerned about diseases in my fucking legs, my bleeding legs, taking care of them. I fucked this hot, horrible personality person. And I haven't seen the dead dog yet, but it's coming. It's coming. So the next day, I just fucking, the next day I'm in Cebu, the first full day in Cebu, I think it was, I booked booked tickets back to Taklaban and then back to Cebu so I could fly on to Singapore because my flight to Singapore left from Cebu. But I, I'm fucking, I'm fucking fuck it, man. 
I wanted to go back to Tacloban, and I wanted to see this girl. Whatever happened, happened. You know, whatever was going to happen was going to happen. But I was confident in my abilities because this was like a, a one night stand, and then an additional one morning stand, and we were, you know. It was it was nice feelings. It was nice feelings, but it wasn't like oh yeah, we're gonna be together forever. It wasn't that kind of thing. We did say we missed each other. I you know I said I missed I miss you already. You know with one of those tongue winking emojis. Uh, but it was like you know it was playful. And then she texted back, "I miss you too," very seriously. You know, so there was some feelings and stuff, I guess. And we were going to stay in touch, but yeah, I, I I decided to just turn around and go see her again, and I did. I flew back, and then it was a great few days. It was like three days, four days. I had with her. We had together. The fucking was amazing. It was fucking world class fucking, world class fucking. It was, and uh, yeah, I went to her house as well. Went to her house, met her family. We cooked some chicken and rice, some Filipino-style chicken and rice together. Her dog, one of her dogs, there was two of them, hated me at first, was barking at me. Uh, but I, I won I won the dog over. I gave it chicken. I gave it food. And then it loved me. It loved me. First time I met her again, we, we met at the KFC. With That's what happened. It's fucking, it's a romance story, man. It's a fucking romance story and I love these romance stories I love creating these fucking romances big bold global romances that's what I'm all about that's what I've always been about I care about big bold global romances with risk and reward that's what I care about it's what excites me all right and they, the romance comes with the Asian girls, with the Latino girls, and maybe even the African girls. Look, I like differences. I like, I like the cultural differences. I like the challenge, the geographical challenge of these things. That's what I like. That's what I love. Yeah. The, the one girl I probably don't like is English girls. And I'm not English. I'm not British. I am Bradish. That's what I am. But yeah. Haven't been born in this... Born... Haven't been born... In, having been born in this country... That I'm currently in... It's a... Uh, it's a fucking turn off, man. I don't... Really want to be involved with women... From the country I was born in. Yeah. Alright, so that's a story. That's a fucking... Ah, beautiful consent. On both sides. On both sides. It's fucking hardcore. Lose your fucking mind, sex, man. And we'll see what happens. We'll, we're still talking. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a great trip. It's a great trip. It was a great age of trip seven in every possible way. Let's talk more about wrestling. 
Let's talk more about fucking wrestling. Professional wrestling. <laughs> Royal Rumble's coming up. Royal Rumble will already have been done by the time you're listening to this. We will have a Royal Rumble winner. I do love the Royal Rumble. It's one of the it's one of the uh wrestling events that I I I've you know, some years when I haven't been watching wrestling, that when it comes around I think, ah, maybe I'll watch the Royal Rumble. You know? I usually haven't over the years, uh, you know, recently. But this year I probably will watch it. I probably will watch it either live or a replay of it. And WrestleMania as well is one of those those other events where it's like, it's Wrestle fucking Mania, baby. It's WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania time. I always know when WrestleMania time is. Yeah. Uh, wrestling is really... Wrestling, pro wrestling is really kind of come back in a way. It, it has... It's been... the it, What's the word I'm looking for? I know the word. Resurgence. There's been a great resurgence of pro wrestling. Uh... And it's all because of me. It's all because of me and me being interested in pro wrestling again. Me creating BNPW. That's what it's about. That's what. That's why everyone also is uh, is jumping back in to the pro wrestling. Is that's why everyone is uh, you know watching pro wrestling again? It's because of me. It is because of me. Yes. Yes, it is. This is a new Brad Nichols podcast. This is a different thing within the same thing now. This is the way we do it now. Change is beautiful. Change. Change. It's changed. It's changed because I wanted it to fucking change. And here we are, baby. Here we are. I've seen like five different Karl Kuklinskis, Karl Kuklinski Linkskis, Karl Kuklinski Linkskis, Kyle Kuklinski Linkskis recently. I see them all over the fucking place. I see these guys and they look like Kyle Kuklinski Linsky. And I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them, man. I'm fucking looking at them. I'm looking at them. And they, they they usually do have girlfriends as well, which is an interesting thing. They usually have girlfriends with them. And it's not crystal ball. So I know, like, it's not fucking... It's not the real Karl Kuklinski-Linski. It's not my Karl Kuklinski-Linski. Because crystal ball would be there. And he would be, you know, he would be bending it wherever they go. Because that's what he's like. That's what he does wherever they go. He's bending and these Karkaklinski-Linskis, they're bending at the neck a bit for their girlfriends. But the girlfriend isn't Karkaklinski-Linskis' bitch. Wife. Cunt. Wife. It's not crystal ball that I see with them. But they do look... Like, they even have the like the characteristics of Kyle. Like, they got fucking earrings in. They got diamond, fake diamond earrings and cubic zirconia earrings. They got, like, chains... They got like the baseball hat. They they got they the whole fucking aura. 
is is him and i see them and it's like this is a fucking category of man that exists but it's not very common you don't see him all over the place but you do know when you see one you do know when you see one they're rare they really are but you see him and i think instantly it's a karl kuklinski and then it's not. One day, Karl Kuklinski-Linsky and me will become... One day, me and Karl Kuklinski-Linsky will face each other eye to eye. Nose to nose. Mouth to mouth. Tongue to tongue. Penis to penis. Penis to ass. We will. It's going to happen. And Kyle is going to want it. I'm not going to rape Kyle... Kyle is going to fucking ask. That's the situation we're going to get to. Karka Klinsky-Linsky will cheat on his wife with me. And I'm not a homosexual. I'm not gay. So Karka Klinsky-Linsky will have to transition. He will have to become a woman. And then I will have anal sex with him. He can keep his penis. He can keep his penis. I'd prefer if he keeps his penis. You know, I would like that. A girl dick. A cute little girl dick flapping around in the wind while I fuck him in the ass. But he's got to grow out his hair. He's got to grow out his hair naturally. Keep it blonde. Yeah. I'll like that. That's fine. I'll like that. Sure. Put a makeup on. Get the hormones in you. And do some surgery. Do a bit of plastic surgery on the face. And get some titties. Get some titties in there. And then I will have sex with you. And you're going to ask for it. That's the way the world goes. That's the way reality shapes up. Shapes up. Shapes up. That's the way reality shapes up. Shapes up. Shapes up. That's the way reality shapes up. This is the point where, you know, a bunch of children in the background jump in. And some women at the at the front with me jump in. And we do the musical number. This is that fucking moment. Alright, that's it. This is the episode. This is the first episode of the monthly specials. This is the way I'm doing it. This is the way I'm going to do it all year. I'm going to do this. I feel like doing that this year. And this is the way I feel like doing it. One a month. One special a month that I work on. Uh, you know. Around around five to seven days before it comes out. Around, the, around that fucking number of days. And uh, I'm enjoying it. And I'm going to continue to enjoy it. And then next year will be something else, you know. Maybe. Or maybe I'll keep going this way. We'll see. We'll see. It'll probably be a different way. It'll probably be done a different way. Always got to do it in the way I want to do it. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. All right. See you in the next one.